Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, guys. Welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Odd Rod. What's going on, dude? Surf's up, man. I mean, every time you say that, I'm just like ready for you to come walking up with a surfboard. Well, I can't do that because it's Turkey Day. Well, belated Turkey Day. It was a couple days ago. It was a couple days ago. But you know what? I'm full as a tick. We are. I'm like in a turkey coma. Yeah. Right now. A Tacoma. A Tacoma. Oh, a Tacoma. A Toyota Tacoma. But, uh. The Tacoma. You got that old Tacoma. I heard they get gas mileage. Good gas mileage. But anyway. <laughs> they let off a lot of gas. I know that. I tell you what, you know, Thanksgiving's a time for being thankful. It is. And I mean, you know, I'm thankful for so many things in my life. Name some. Name some. Just right off the bat. Ocean blue eyes. Refined gasoline. Gray hair. Gray hair. You're thankful. Great. Oh, great hair. hair. Good tire wear. Devilish voice. Posi traction. Boyish good looks. Mm, very good, very good. 500 horsepower, you know, worth LS. Something. Yeah, something. Yeah. With the LS. With the LS. Yeah, that's what I'm thankful for. No, there's for. so many things to be thankful for, you know. And, and you know, everybody's got that car that they're thankful for. That car that got them. You're getting ahead of yourself. You're getting ahead of yourself. I'm going to smack you, you so well, hard. Well, you can't. Your, your headphones are going to go from left, right, right, left. We have a rhythm here at the studio of things we do. Are you wanting to break rhythm? You are whiter than chalk, and you want to come at me about rhythm? Yeah. You are whiter than the new fallen snow, and you want to talk to me about rhythm? Yeah. I mean, I'm from the west side, yeah. <laughs> easy. Don't yeah. make me start throwing up gang signs in the studio. Easy, easy. Calm down, calm down. Calm it's down, killer. It's all good. We it's don't all want good. This. We're trying to be thankful don't, today. Don't make baby powder come out. Yeah, you, you're trying to, we're trying to be thankful today. It's, it's belated Thanksgiving. That's what I'm screaming. So we're talking about things we're thankful for. Yeah, not yet, not yet, though. We got we got other things to talk about. We got to talk about where we've been. All right. We've been all kinds of places. We have been all kinds of places. How about, um, well, I was down, we had two for, you know, we split ways. So I went down to Commerce. It was, we were so sad. It was like, it was like bye. where did you go? It was like, bye. bye. Like, uh, uh, we sent each other. We sent each other texts like, "Miss you." <laughs> yep. But so I went down to Commerce, Georgia, uh, for the Southern Super Heavy Shootouts. Drove the Schwagen down there. You did. Had a good time. Had a good time. Didn't tear it up or anything. No, I drove it back home too. Ran down the track a couple times. Uh, can't disclose those numbers. You know how it goes. You know, it's highly regarded. But I will say the car goes over 100 miles an hour in the quarter. So that's. That's moving pretty good. Congratulations. For, yeah, it's pretty good for a wagon. I see that look on your face. Congratulations. Thank you. If you don't throw numbers out there, you can't talk trash. Mm. Well, hang on, what? If you don't throw the numbers out, you can't be like, well, it was impressive. Give us some impressive with, numbers. With some numbers on your uh, Malibu, huh? Let's, let's talk it's about that. It's not a race car. I uh, don't put it on a racetrack. Well, well, the wagon's not a race car, so I'm not revealing numbers. Yeah, but you're dumb enough to put it on a racetrack. I mean, so, so, that's, it's, so? Does it have numbers on the side of it? Do you have a sponsor? You should see the things I do in my rental car, That's but that's strictly off the records. Yeah. I, I was told I didn't have to repeat that, so... <laughs> <laughs> 
And back to our corporate sponsor. And it's still a rental car. Enterprise rental car. <laughs> but no, this is the thing. You know, the wagon is everything that a race car's not, but it does race car things. Yes. And exactly. kind of does grandma things still, too. And it put on a pretty good show down at the Southern Super Heavy Shots. We had a great time down there. A little big turnout. A lot of Trailblazer SSs. Um, well, now, keep in mind and remind everybody, this is a race and a car show yes. for 4,000-pound up cars. And actually, you know, next year, I was talking to Don Lambert, who's the guy that puts on the event. Um, and he's Donnie. From, Donnie. He's actually from up in Michigan. But I was talking to him, and he's talking about having an outlaw class next year. Now, what this will allow, this is good. The car can weigh in at anything it wants. Like So as much as you can chop it down, it can come in weighing like next to nothing. But the rule is, leaving the factory, the car had to weigh 4,000 pounds or more. That's the one stipulation. So if you can get this 4,000-pound uh, car down to like 2,800 pounds, that's fine. It's completely legal. Legal. So basically, if you have a fiberglass front end or fiberglass or carbon fiber panels, right. things of this as nature. As long as the car left the factory weighing 4,000 pounds or more, it's completely open to racing this out. Of course, there again, they don't make a lot of fiberglass front ends for hearses. So. No. Yeah. The good thing is the back ends have fiberglass. They don't make Cadillac Broham fiberglass front ends. Brogums. No, I mean, this is a cool concept. I think this is going to bring some interesting cars to the field. It, it could bring some interesting things. Well, I want to tell you something. This is interesting in itself because everything you do in drag racing, you guys are fighting against. Oh, yeah. Aerodynamics, out the window. Yeah, Trailblazer SS is not known for its aerodynamics. Well, I mean, you're pushing a Lego block down the track. <laughs> and then it's a heavy Lego block. Yeah, it's a weighted one for sure. And I mean... And they're fast. I mean, some of these cars are very impressive. Yeah, some of these cars, you know, the quarter mile are dipping down into like eight, sevens, even. The the cars that when I went the year before last, the one that was the ones that really got my what was the guys with the Marauders, the Mercury Marauders? That yeah, came um, um, it's like a little, it's like a biker king, but uh, Mercury Marauders. Yeah, um, well, they had a handshake and like a like a secret decoder ring and all that stuff. But you know they were I like, cannot think of the name of the But it was group, like the little yeah. get along gang of Mercury Marauders, you know, and they come in, you know, they had their matching jackets like the T Birds, you know. <laughs> but you know, and I mean like they were super cool. But these cars like to look at them, you're like, okay, they're black grand marquees. Right. And then you start looking at them a little closer and like you know there's like the factory eighteen inch wheels on them. They've been cut down into skinnies on the front and they're like three and a half inches wide. Yep. And they crank it up, and it's rattling the ground, mm-hmm. and you hear a blower on it. And of course, that's, yeah, that's it's absolutely amazing, actually. Yeah, old grandma's packing some heat. <laughs> you know, it's like the one of my favorite things to see that come every year is the wagon hauling wagon. It's a normal Buick Roadmaster wagon, so a lot like my Caprice. And it's just a normal car, but it pulls a trailer with a drag rag, a drag wagon. A drag wagon. A drag wagon that's lifting the tires off the ground and you know running in tents. I mean, absolutely impressive. It weighs as much as a full size pickup truck. Right. Yeah. Which is insane. So, I mean, it's it's an awesome event. It's great things to see. I mean, it's seeing cars that you're not normally going to see run down the track like that. And then, of course, a lot of your modern cars are good to go. You know, your new Camaros, your new Challengers. I think the Mustangs are a little light, but Chargers, all the, you know, the Hellcats, all this, I'm sure. Well, Challengers, Chargers. I mean, all this stuff is perfect for this. I mean, Oh, yeah, it's ideal. And it's you fun. Pontiac GH or CPSVs. Yeah, I mean, it's fun, run what you brought kind of stuff. You know, it's real street racing. You know, it's heads up. 
Well, really, they do they do have bracket class as well, but yeah, there is a heads up class, which is absolutely awesome. That's that's the fun part. That's the, the fun part. Yeah, I mean they had a Tesla there. Yeah, yeah, Tesla weighs in at over four thousand pounds, so it don't matter if it's foreign or domestic car. That'll Elon which the Tesla is made here in America, but it doesn't matter if it's foreign domestic car. Last year we had a uh, a Volvo limo. No, it was a Volkswagen. Volkswagen, limo. yeah, Jetta, Jetta limo, limo, which Jetta is crazy limo. in itself. Yep, but it, I mean it topped the scale over four thousand pounds, so you know it's free to run. I'm and the, the cool thing is the car show, though, because I know not everybody has a heavy car like this, but the car show is an absolute open event. So anybody, no matter what the weight uh, class is on your car, can show up for the car show. And you have some of the prettiest Impala SSs you will ever see in your oh, life. Absolutely. The B-Body boys come to show. Yeah, exactly. I think this year, which is a high, high number, there was like seven wagons like mine. So it's almost like a miniature wagon fest in and of itself. It's pretty amazing. There's seven of you guys floating around, eight counting you. Yeah, I mean, and, and fairly local too. That's the more scary I'm part. I'm telling you, I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm really worried for the youth. <laughs> no, I think it's great to see these cars. You know, like someone actually treating them for what they're worth. Because a lot of these cars were like tossed up for cash for clunkers. You know, and these are V8. You know, I think honestly, it's one of like GM's last stand a genuine muscle car up until this new era of muscle car. Well, in a lot of ways, it was the last rear wheel drive passenger cars. Yes, that that packed a, a nice little punch, especially in Impala SSs. Given the time, I mean, you know, keep in mind, you know, three hundred horsepower, three hundred five, three fifteen. That was a lot in nineteen ninety six. Yeah, so yeah, considering the times, you're talking about a very very high performance car, an extremely high performance car, really. So. Well, that's awesome. I spent some time down there, and uh, I think when we come back from the commercial break, we can talk about where you were and also where we've been. Great stuff coming up, more show coverage, and an awesome show. I I'll tell you what, it. I tell you what, I think it's about time for a commercial break, yeah, guys. I think, I think so. Stay tuned. We got way more Hot Rods and Happy Hour coming right at you on 1063 W. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. So now we talked about Fat Kid Fest, or I mean, Southern Super Heavy Shootout. Easy. That's for them big cars. Easy, killer. It's like the equivalent of Fat Cat for Hot Rods. Easy, calm it's down. It's like, she may be big, but she's beautiful. <laughs> but oh, God. I love giving you I love giving you Wagon B-Body, Grand Marquis driving guys a hard time. Uh, we're just cooler, that's all. You're something. <laughs> Definitely something. Anyhow, so where do you go? Where do you go? Why See, now, that? I went back to the polar opposite. You were in the land of sheet metal and cup holders and French fries ground into the floorboard <laughs> and, and imprints in the seat where car seats were and all that and blue hair and all this grandma stuff. I was at the lake with a bunch of Corvette owners at oh, Corvettes you, at Kiwi. You mean them cars I outrun all the time? Outrun one. I ran. I ran a few. I don't think he even knew you were racing. That was a, he saw a station wagon and he's like, "Yeah, yeah." He was probably on his cellular. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, guys. Long story short, we were at Corvette's Kiwi. Great show. Great show. Great turn. It was a big cruise in. Yeah. Is at the Lighthouse Restaurant right there in Seneca, and that's I mean, that's a pretty swanky place. Anyway, it's like a hot date place, and you're yeah. on Kiwi, which is high class anyway. Well, you're in your Corvette, you might as well go. To well, I mean, it is like you can't even sip a drink without your pinky up there. <laughs> it's just automatic. Exactly, just like Gray's modeling force right there. Yeah. But I mean, this is the thing. I mean, there was Corvettes from every genre. We had first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. I think we had an eighth gen there. I don't think they make those yet. No, I don't think those are made yet. But anyway, they had a lot of gorgeous vets there. You know, of course, Vet City put this on, and uh, super, super, super cool show. Great idea, great concept. They're gonna have another one back in March. I mean, they had a full house this time. 
But the thing about Corvettes, and we were talking about it, it's so funny. It's that niche car. It is. But it's so popular. It is. I mean, it's like the the Mustangs and the Corvettes are the only two cars I know. Even the Camaros, you could say it, and the Challengers, but they're not quite as strong as the Corvette Mustang crowd. Yeah. The, it's the Corvette. I mean, you know, a lot of people get this vision in their head of a Corvette owner being a gold chainer, you know, or or whatever. But I mean, I mean, you got a lot of guys that are, you know, all their life they wanted a Corvette. I mean, it's the one thing like a kid that's two years old knows what a Corvette is. Absolutely. It's American. It is. It's apple pie and bald eagles and all kinds of stuff and french fries. I mean, it's everything. Which is weird because they're named French. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying, though. This is, I mean, it's as American as it gets. Oh, yeah. It's an American sports car. And even like the Vipers, which is is another American sports car. I mean, it's an impressive vehicle. Right on. Don't even compare to a Corvette. No. No, not at all. And really, in price, they're almost neck and neck. (laughs) Yeah, I know, which is crazy. But, I mean, this is the thing you got to think about. These guys come out, and, and there's no bad Corvette. There's not. Now, there's some that perform way better than others. There's some that are outdated technology. But there's no bad Corvette. I mean, no matter what you have, it's still a Corvette either way. Twist it. What do you think the worst your Corvette to have is? It's going to be early 90s. Really? Yeah. It's C4s. What would an early 90s C4 be bad? Uh, That's before you got the LT platform. And picked up the power. To me, if I was going to pick the worst Corvette ever made, would probably be an '84. Mm-hmm. First year for the C4, Crossfire injection, which was problematic in the early '80s when you had an '81, '82. They were problematic, and then they carried it over into the '84 Corvette. That thing was a dog. We uh, well, early '90s, you were getting the tune port motor, so yeah, I'd probably '85 was first year for tune ports. Okay, so yeah, I'd go probably '84 then. Yeah, the '84 that Crossfire exact. injection was horrid. Just to be exact, but yeah, C4 vet, all in general, but... Probably yeah. two-thirds of the Crossfire vets got converted to carburetor. <laughs> and, uh, and I mean, it's the truth. I mean, they, it was a horrible setup. It worked almost like a cross-ram intake right. for carburetors, but it was dual throttle bodies. Right. And it had this plate in the middle of it that cut the wind off between them, which, you know, I'm no engineer, but I know when you mix fuel and air... You want to get as much air as you can, but it's got this divider plate, and it made them run rough. And like, I mean, it's just it's crazy. They were very temperamental, and it was their first swing at a, a fancy fuel injection system, and it just bit them in the honey. In the honey. In the honey. But now, yes. when they came back out with the tune port, now keep in mind the first years of the, the, of the TPI, you know, the still head eighty fives, and then went with the aluminum head motor in eighty six. You know, the L or L ninety eight. I mean, these things. I mean, they weren't powerhouses. I mean, it was 260 horsepower. But, I mean, this was a very impressive and a good-looking fuel injection no, the, setup. The tune port was probably, in terms of looks... The, tune port was a sexy-looking yeah, motor. Yeah, uh, up to you getting to your LS days, as far as appeal, the tune port... I think I still think it's a prettier-looking motor. I mean, like that I impressive. can make an argument for that. I can make an argument for that, absolutely. I think an LS looks plastic. Um. Yeah. Unless you do something to change the looks of the intake, right? Like give it, you know, like hydro dip or something Bunch like that. Factory stock. Yeah, it definitely has that. Just it's a plastic, cheap looking motor. Where you know you think about the TPI you, and you tilt that hood, it opens backwards, and the whole front end lifts up. Mm-hmm. And you got you know these 
four big intake runners coming out of it, you know, and it's finned across the top and it says tune port injection in the same writing that everything in the 80s was written in. <laughs> and that same font, you know. And I mean, it was like space age looking, you know. I mean, those were very impressive. But the Corvette show, I mean, I kind of got off on a tangent on C4 vets. <laughs> but I mean, there was lots of C4 vets. So they had a ZR1 there with 22,000 miles. Let's see, that's cool. I could get talked into that or like the pace car, the area, the air of the, uh, the 78s. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. The, uh, the later ones in the C4s. Talking about your C4s. Well, you had an 86, Indy, which was the Indy Pace car. Yep. The yellow. First year for the convertible in the C4. Right. Um, the uh, And then, of course, you had the 98 Pace yeah. car, too. Which is also a cool-looking one. Yeah, the purple one with the yellow yep. wheels on it. Yeah, I like that one, actually. And, I mean, I like the special editions. You know, like the 82 Collector's Edition. The, and which we've seen one of them this past weekend. Yeah, exactly. The 82 Collector's Edition. And my all-time favorite, probably one of my most favorite Corvettes of all time, is the 88 35th Anniversary. The white with the white wheels. I love white wheels, white seats, white steering. Wheel. I love well, those things. Was there any of those on uh, Kiwi? No, there wasn't none of those on Kiwi. They well, only so made, they're, they're a harder find. Well, they only made 2,050 of them, period. So, I mean, there wasn't very many of them at all. But, I mean, this is a great show. And like I said, you know, the Corvette guys, they're coming out in groves, you know. And this is an all-Corvette meet. Super good time. The great music, of course, where they're playing some of the best tunes around. Right. But, I mean, what was cool about it was is all the years of the Corvettes, they're just kind of mixed up. You know, it wasn't like there were all the C1s parked over here. I mean, you might have had a 63, and, you know, my dad even came out and drove a 67 out you know i mean so you had a 67 survivor car of course never been painted or anything with 55,000 miles on it in goodwood green and a bright red zr1 sitting beside it a 1990 zr1 i mean it's so cool to see where the corvettes have come i mean that that was the neatest thing about it walking around right it's like a little time capsule well, it is. And I mean, just seeing. I mean, it tells a story. I mean, how far they've come. So you need to make a trip up to, because you're a Corvette family. You come from a Corvette family. You need to take a trip up to Bowling Green and go to the uh, Corvette Museum and see all that. And go to the plant and watch them build it. That's some fascinating stuff. Oh, it's some very fascinating stuff. And I mean, the Corvette's a legacy. It, you know? it really and I mean, is. It, it, there's so many stories and side stories about the Corvette and like I said, I mean, we're just scratching the surface, and we wanted to tell you about where we were. But, I mean, the Corvettes are great cars. It was like a good friend of mine was looking for a fun car. And he was talking about buying a Mustang. That's not fun. I talked him into buying a Corvette. He bought him a UC6 Corvette. Then he comes by the shop and says, look what I bought from a vet. <laughs> We've created a monster, guys. <laughs> exactly. We drug Spe- another to the dark side. Speaking of monster, we got monster commercial breaks coming at you. Uh, but stay tuned because we got plenty more to talk about right here on this Thanksgiving special of Hot Rods and Happy Hour. On 106.3 WO. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Odd Rod! What's happening, dude? I know what we're talking about next. I'm going to read your mind. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? And maybe your show notes, too. No, I ain't got no show notes. We were talking about where we were this past weekend. Yes, we are. We so were in beautiful Concord, North Carolina, at Hendrix beautiful. Motorsports. Yes, beautiful place, too. It is a gorgeous facility. So, yeah, we're up there, um, and there was a lot of you locally that came up and joined us for that. For the Christmas for Kids Christmas Kershaw. for Kids 15th annual, too. Yeah. Um, this is an awesome show. This is a great show. I've been going for the last five years just attending. This is our first year of uh, DJing and emceeing the event. Great time. The Carolina GM Association does a wonderful job putting this show together. Uh, Devin Moore, shout out to you. I, I seen you and Devin. Uh, I talked to you on the phone more than uh, I have anybody, uh, more than my wife, more than Rob in the last couple weeks. Um, just working with you with the event, um, and I think it paid off. Uh, Devin does a lot of legwork with the club and everything, and it was a great event. I mean, yeah. it's a great show. I haven't heard not one bad thing about this show. No, I ever. haven't. I haven't either. I, I haven't mean, either. it's just a jam up show. This year there was actually three hundred and ninety eight cars 
cars in attendance to to the exact number. That's so. wild. Well, I mean, you know, they raised all kinds of money for the Shriners Hospital. Oh yeah, it, it raised uh, upward. The last number I heard was somewhere around the twenty thousand mark. So that's, that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. And I mean, I'm talking about this is a one day show, guys. Yeah. Yep. Which, that's impressive. That's absolutely amazing. You know, of course, the Shriners are there set up selling lunch, too, so they're making a little bit there. Uh, the donations that flood in. How got, about those car show t-shirts? The car show t-shirts, yes, uh, designed by Moi. And, and again, thank you guys for that honor. Uh, if any of you are listening from, from the event, thank you. Uh, that's absolutely awesome. But, they, yeah, they sold out on those, so that was great. Um, very, very thankful on my end to be able to help out with that. Uh, but you know the the award ceremony went over well. Of course, you and I emceed that. That was a lot of fun doing a live auction. We had a lot of fun. I mean, like I said, it's a great facility. Weather was a little cold at first. Yeah, it was a little cold, but but, but you know what? As soon as the sun came out, not that chill off. It was absolutely gorgeous. It was a beautiful car show. Absolutely, and you know uh, there was a lot of toy donations made too. Oh yeah, and that's something cool. Let me tell you. So what they did yesterday, what the GM Association did yesterday. Is actually they got all their members together and uh, they actually went out and took all of that money, all that close to twenty thousand dollars, and went out and bought toys to take to the Shriners Hospital for to have something for Christmas. That's that's awesome. It's absolutely amazing. I think it's great. Um, and well, you got to think about it. these kids. I mean, they're sitting in the hospital, and you know, and I mean, we're not talking about a kid with a banged up knee or something like that. These kids have serious illnesses and ailments. Yeah, and I mean. You know, it's it's a depressing place. I mean, they do all they can, but it's still, I mean, it's a, it's a downer being there. Nobody wants to be in the hospital. Exactly. And especially now for some of the situation these poor kids are having to go through. But what's cool is tomorrow, Monday, is actually delivery day for the toys. So tomorrow they're going to get all these toys they've got and actually take them over to the hospital um, and, and give them out. And they said that is like, I'm hoping to get to go. I don't think work's going to allow me, but I'm hoping to. Um, but they said that's one of the most rewarding things you'll ever get to do. I love it, man. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and like I said, the Caroline GM Association, they do a marvelous job with this. They do, they're do they doing an awesome thing, and, and they do a really, really good job. And, of course, the show, you know, it's hosted by GM Club, but it is an open event. There was tons of uh, great cars there. Well, matter of fact, what a forty-eight Chrysler actually won Best of Show. Yes, a gorgeous green forty-eight Chrysler, an all-original car, flat six. I mean, oh, this yeah. thing is like that iconic forty-eight Chrysler. If you don't know what it looks like, Google it. Oh yeah, it, big old gangster cars, I call them. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, where have you seen another one? I've probably seen three in my entire life. Oh yeah, I'm really with you. Um, it's a car you're not going to see in the, in this stellar condition. Oh yeah, it's mean, an older restoration. That car's been restored for like eleven years. Oh yeah, and still holding up, looking beautiful. Oh yeah. Um, there's a great turnout there, though. You could talk about the cars at that show for hours. Well, what what it is is the uh, the spectrum of cars there. I mean, you right. had you know, of course, you know the, the patina and rat rod things huge now, so you had a lot of that there. But you had some all out show cars. How about the Camaro uh, that was up parked at the? Uh, oh yeah, the the, the POW MIA uh, tribute car. Yeah, um, that was all hand airbrushed. That yeah, that was that was insane. And then just talking about just while we're on the Camaro kick, how about all the split bumper pro touring cars? Of course, Detroit Speed was up there. Yeah, Detroit Speed had their test mule Camaro running around. I mean, they had. You know, there was some gorgeous, like I said, first-gen, of course, second-gen Camaros. And then, of course, the newer Camaros, they come out in, you know, force. Full force, yeah. And then even, like, in the uh, import class, uh, the guy won uh, the best import. Very, very beautiful build as old square by Volvo under the hood at packed LS Motor. 
Well, but, it's cool because you have those kind of cars. The car was absolutely gorgeous, though. Well, and, and that's something I like about it because you have so much different stuff. And of course, you have your street rods. Oh yeah, and you have you know your late, some some gorgeous street oh, rods. Oh, some there. awesome street rods were there. Five, six, seven guys showing up in force. I mean, there were some beautiful tri five Chevrolets there. Oh yeah, so you can actually find this story if you look online a little bit. But uh, I don't know the full details of it. But what they did there's a, there's actually a winter circle outside of Hendrix Museum there. And no one's allowed to get on it, but this gentleman who built this car passed away. And what they did is they actually pushed his 55 Chevrolet onto the winter circle and surrounded it with Tri-5 Chevys, which I thought was awesome. Uh, it was a very, very cool display to see. Very, very cool. The car, I mean, it was like a gorgeous, like a copper and kind of like a cream, off-white right. color. Good-looking 55 Chevrolet. And it's surrounded by five, six, and seven Chevrolets in the winter circle. So that was really neat. Oh yeah, and then of course Rick Hendrick opened up his Heritage Center. Uh, like he does, you know, this is like one time a year that he does that, and allows people to take a tour of that. Well, you know, that's a, that's a once in a lifetime experience. <clears throat> Absolutely, I mean, you don't just get to go inside of his personal collection. Well, you know, even like when they do interviews there and stuff, they keep the camera in one spot. You never see like a trolling view of that place. No, um, you know, and we've talked about this place before. Uh, last year, but you're talking about beautiful Corvettes, you know, number ones of different cars, uh, only ones of some cars. Um, and, and then, Zero mile cars, extreme low mile cars. Yes. And, and then, you know, you talk about the facility in and of itself. Uh, tells the story of his life, you know. Well, I mean, there's a full service Dairy Queen inside there. Yeah, that's actually a registered Dairy Queen. So yeah. it's on their map as a genuine Dairy Queen. Um, you know that you know the bank where his parents worked, the fire station in their town, the cop car that pulled, that pulled him, him over as a kid is right. there. Yeah, so I mean, it's the story of Rick Hendrick's life, you know. And, and you even got some movie cars there. They got yeah, cars from Days of Thunder in there. Yeah, which you know, Day, Days of Thunder is loosely wrapped around Rick Hendrick's. I mean, City Chevrolet, he did own that. So yeah, well, it's it's based around several different characters. They took, right. they took mainline stories and put it into the movie, but right. But the thing that was cool is they used City Chevrolet, which is a legit dealership in Charlotte, which is Rick Hendrick's City yep. Chevrolet. Yep. Um, you know, Cold Trickles number forty six City Chevrolet car, which is cool because you can actually see that car in the museum. Yeah, that, so. and that's really neat. I mean, that was that was a real stock car. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah, because as many of you I probably know, that movie was actually filmed right here in Charlotte. So uh, The majority of the it. The majority of it, yeah. Um, so, I mean. I think it, they should come out with the Days of Thunder, too. I think they, I think that movie would do good. I it think, would help NASCAR. I think it would do good as a, a reboot of it. I really do. And I'm not big on reboot movies, but I think that one it would actually be a worthy cause. I think it would be a good one. Keep Tom Cruise out of it. Yeah. Keep, uh, yeah keep Tom's TC, just got weird. We don't yeah, need him keep anymore. Keep TC away from it, but I'd recast that. I think but it'd you got to bring back Harry Hyde. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he can still do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, Robert Duvall? Robert Duvall could kill it. Yeah, he could absolutely. Robert Duvall, that was the best acting. I think he, between that and what's that movie, Colors, he did with the uh, uh, Force Whitaker and all that stuff. Yeah. That movie and that are the my two favorite Robert Duvall movies, hands down. Absolutely. We need to have a Days of Thunder conversation on here one we day. We do. That, there's a lot of neat things about Days of Thunder. There's a lot of very interesting things. There's a lot of people right here in Greenville that actually helped in Days of Thunder. Yeah. Um, w- uh, oddly enough, this was years back, but I met the guy who done all the embroidery work for the mellow yellow jumpsuits and all that. That's so neat. I mean, what's cool about it is, is you know, you, you think about that kind of stuff. 
you know, we got a lot of that came from right here in Greenville, or I mean, or in the upstate area. In the upstate area, yeah, or in, for sure in the Carolinas. Yeah, and um, then of course, you know, all the race shops up there and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, that show, that that movie was wrapped around our area. A lot of interesting things, you know, that movie's got so many interesting points, and I'm just going to touch on one. You know, a lot of the driving scenes, you know, Tom Cruise was in, that car was actually being pulled on a trailer with a pickup truck. Yeah. Going around the track. Yeah, he yeah he On an open car trailer. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. It's crazy what they've done with that. And a lot of old NASCAR footage. <laughs> yes. Which happens a lot with NASCAR movies. There was some NASCAR footage in uh, Talladega Nights. Oh, yeah. The only thing that's really funny about it is, if you ever notice like, the colors of the cars they used, there was a reason why they used those certain colors, because it matched footage they had. Right. From a distance, it looked like them. Right. It's pretty smart thinking. Yeah, it's very smart thinking. Old, old Jerry Bruckheimer, he's a smart cat. <laughs> but back to, back to the Hendrix show, guys. This is that one show. It's that staple show that you go to every year. If you ever go once, you'll go back again. It's yeah. a great event. And let me add to you know how thankful Rob. I, I think I speak for you as well that we were to be able to do what we done and be able to come in and you know announce the award show and all that you know up on Hendrick stage. That was a cool honor. That was it was an honor to be a part of that. Yeah. So. Guys, thank you for that. That was awesome, and uh, we have some cool, thankful things to talk about when we come back. That's right, guys. Stay tuned. There's a lot of Hot Rods and Happy Hour coming up. Right here on 106.3. All right, guys. Welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Odd Rod, and to my left, the magnificent, the wonderful... The one and only, Mr. Rob Pitts. I feel like I need intro music. <laughs> well, I think we got it. I'm pretty sure it's playing right Somewhere. now. Somewhere. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Like I come in, I'm like, I feel like Ric Flair. Like, I need a feather boa in the robe. Well, I do give a good intro. What You do. I mean, I'll be honest with you. you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Put them together. Thank that's, you. That's magical. But anyway, we're talking about cars we're thankful for. Yes, on this Hallow- or Halloween. <laughs> on Wrong this, holiday. On this Thanksgiving, this belated Thanksgiving show. Turn the count. Turn the page on the calendar, buddy. Yeah, I missed. I missed the month. We're we're done with jack o' lanterns. <laughs> now we're eating pumpkin pie. Exactly. Now you want to know what to do with the old jack o' lantern? Pumpkin pie. Jack o' lantern might be a little old and a little rank. That could be. You know? That could be a little gamey. Probably don't do that. Gamey, but you can make moonshine with it. So just you can make something with it. Pumpkin spice moonshine for the win. <laughs> they make pumpkin spice everything that's like now. A ba- that's like a basic drunk. <laughs> oh, Lord. But anyway, guys, we're talking about cars you're thankful for. And everybody's got that car they had that, you know, is special well, to could them. It could be several cars. Throughout it could be several cars. I mean, and it could be just, you know, those cars that, that you're thankful that you owned or still own. That, you know, that are special. You know, whether it was time building it with, with, with a relative or a friend or, or you know, it saved your life, you know, or something like that. Yeah, I, mean, I got cars, one of them. Yeah, I mean, lots of crazy stories with them. And me and Odd Rod were talking about this the other day. And, uh, you know, believe it or not, we actually take notes on this stuff. I mean, this is just not off the cuff. And, you know, we're sitting there discussing at the house. And we were talking about cars we're thankful for. And, you know, and it gets you thinking, thinking back. Right. And, uh, you know. I got, you know, like I said, you know, I'm a third generation hot rod guy. My grandpa was a hot rod. My dad was a hot rod. I mean, I had no choice. I mean, it was just inevitable. Mm. I was going to be a hot rod guy. And I love it. But, I mean, if it wasn't for them, I'd probably be driving a Honda right now. I could see you in a Honda, actually. A uh, nice Accord. Right. Some right. with a sunroof. Right. See, me, I, I would be a little rebellious. I'd probably end up with a Civic, but. Just yeah. saying. Because, you know, you're young and youthful. Yeah, exactly. You see where I was going with that. I got you. Absolutely. I got you. But you, but fuel mileage is still the concern. Right. Fuel mileage is the concern. So, yeah. And uh, the economy. And Stan's life. <laughs> I'm young. Can't help it. Killing me. Millennials. But anyway. Easy. 
All right, this is where we're at. We're talking about cars we're thankful for. And I started thinking about it. And I mean, there's several over the, you know, I could talk about it for two hours. Oh, yeah. Talking about it. But one that I'm extremely thankful for was my very first collector car. Ooh, what was that? You know, Rob, the GM guy. Right. Mr. Chevrolet. Right. My very first collector car. And I had Mustangs and stuff with late model Mustangs. So I'm talking about my first old car. It was a 1963 Good Ford year. Falcon Ooh, Ford. Sprint. Ooh, okay. I can let live me, with that. Let me, let, me, let me pull out my brushes and my pastels and paint you a picture. All right, do it. Just like <laughs> Bob, Ross. Bob Ross. I'm going to paint you some happy trees. <laughs> All right, guys. Or some happy this was tires. A 63 Falcon is a, is a cute little car. They are. They're just cute. And that's the best word. Well, it's, it's, it's basically the equivalent to the Nova, right? It, it is. It's, it's Ford's version two. to the Nova. But this is the thing you got to think about with the Falcon was, this is before the Mustang, which the Mustang platform was a Falcon. It is a Falcon. Um, actually, a lot of things on a Falcon were a Mustang, like door handles and interior parts was a mainly Falcon. Um, but the thing that's crazy about this little car was, I'll never forget, you know, I mean, I was 19, you know, I had a little money put up, and my dad was on the hunt for me, a, a collector car. He said, I'll find you something. And I'm thinking, a little Chevelle, you know, something cool, Camaro. Right. My dad said, boy, I found a cute little Falcon. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I don't know. I said, what color is it? And I'm thinking, red or black. He said, it's baby blue. And I'm like, you're not hitting on much with me right now. He said, won't you come look at it? So he drug me on. I'll never forget. He drug me down there on a Saturday. Bright and early, we went and looked at this car. And the guy that had it before me was a diehard Ford man. Like, I'm not talking about Ford like, you know, he was big into Fords. This guy was like a Ford connoisseur. <laughs> So he took this basic 63 Falcon Sprint. I mean, it was cool. It was a Sprint. It was originally right. a 260, you know, three-speed car probably. Right. And he put a 289 A-code Mustang motor in it with a solid lift cam, three deuces. But this is the thing that was cool about it was you open the hood on this little Falcon. I mean, and keep in mind, the engine pump is small. Mm, very all you see is carburetors. <laughs> this thing's got three deuces and a four-speed. But the thing that was cool about it was it had a Ford aluminum intake and Ford carburetors on it. That's awesome. This was all Ford Fomico stuff. And it had the fin, you know, the long fin oval air cleaner and the fin uh, Le Mans valve covers on it. Right. Long tube headers. I mean, this thing cranked it up. It rattles. This little innocent-looking baby blue Falcon is rattling the ground. I'm like, no, oh, fucking, it ain't too bad. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, I had more fun. Top loader, four speed. I had the wheel spinningest car I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Rolling on 195, 65, 14s on all four corners. That's on a, dangerous. On American torque thrust, charcoal, old school torque thrust. Not even torque thrust twos. We're talking about the old school, but 14 by sixes. That's dangerous. This thing was so fun, though. There's no I mean, wonder it'd spin the tires. There oh, wasn't no tire to spin. It would. I mean, there were glorified dinks. I mean, you know, and <laughs> but and this car. I mean, it was his baby blue with blue vinyl. Had bucket seats and a console. And it hers four speed. I think that's my love for four speed cars come in. Oh yeah. Oh man, the times I dropped the clutch on and the thing. My dad told me one thing about that car that hooked me on it so hard, and I and I tested his theory. Numerous times. And I'm not the biggest Ford fan in the world. I'm not. But I'm going to tell you something about that little 289. 
I don't know how far is too far to turn it, <laughs> but I put it like this. It'll turn eight grand. <laughs> and still stay together. This is the thing. My dad said, saw lift camp, son. He said, you, know, you really ain't got to worry about overturning it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, fair enough. So, and they had the little sprint tack on the dash. You know, a little, and it was so far. I'd bear, I think it stopped at like eight grand. I'd bury that thing and drop the clutch on it. <laughs> I mean, it would spin for like six months. <laughs> I mean, you'd put it in high gear on the way home, it's still spinning. <laughs> You'll have that. This thing is, but it was so much fun. But the thing was, I drove this car for two years. You know, I did a little work to it. You know, and the, the, the things, you know, we had some problems with the, the you know, the thing about two barrel carburetors and multiple carburetion. Carburetor is a headache. Right. Multiple carburetors are numerous headaches. And I mean, this is like, I mean, it's impressive to look at, but it's a, such a pain to <laughs> get them running right. Wasn't and if you ever get them running right, you're great. But getting them there is a small feat in itself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, me well, and my you, dad. You see a lot of the old street ride guys will actually kick the front and back barrels off and just exactly. roll Exactly. Run on one. Well, I didn't want that. I wanted, you know, and this oh, thing yeah. had progressive linkage on it. So when you're going down the road, you're just running off a two barrel, just cruising. And the harder you get an accelerator pedal, it kicks in another two barrel. And then when you floor it, it just opens them all. Yeah, really watch the gas. Yeah, it'll smack. And I mean, you just feel you fucking roll out of the seat. You know, I had them like short back bucket seats in anyway that stopped in the middle of your back. (laughs) But uh, no seat belts. And I loved it. It's probably like one of the most dangerous cars you could ever own, but like totally in love. Oh, it was, I mean, literally, it was a sheet metal coffin. (laughs) But I loved that that baby blue bullet. And I tortured that thing. I drove it everywhere, cruising up down Main Street, driving Spartanburg, dragging, you know, WOZL and all that stuff, dragging black stuff. But <laughs> the thing that was fun about that car, though, is you know me and my dad had a little heating problem. Getting traffic started running a little warm. Oh yeah, had the original Falcon radiator in it, and we put us a Griffin Lunar radiator. We put it in my driveway, and I mean, like I remember that. And I mean, like that was the first radiator I ever changed, you know, <laughs> and with my dad, you know, and and you know, and doing this in the driveway, you know, we got a shop with every tool known to man. And all we got at the house is a Poly Pocket Toolkit, and we decided we're going to put a radiator <laughs> in right there. And uh, what better way to do it, though? Exactly, because anybody can do it with a with a toolbox full of tools. And you know, lift and all kinds of neat things. So, so we get this car, and I drove it, and, and you know, like I said, I drove this car for like two years, cruise ins and car shows, and I loved it, you know, and and it was such a fun car. But the thing was cool was, you know, decided Rob wanted to move out of the house, wanted to grow up, wanted to be a man. 20 years old. I said, I'm going to buy me a house. I sold that car. Made money off of it. Sold it. Made good money off of it. That was a down payment on my first house. That car did nothing but did me right. You can't be that. I mean, that's that's a hot-riding win. It is all the way around. It, I guess, I mean, it taught me so many things. One, the the, the profitability in yeah. old cars. Oh, yeah. And two, I've probably been better off GM, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, you learn quick. Well, you know, on the thing, I mean, you can't talk to a man about being drunk if he ain't never drank. That's true. So I can't yeah. talk about how bad Fords are unless I had one. Exactly, and I've had one, too, and we'll actually talk about that coming up next right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. On 106.3 W. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 